Good morning. Welcome to Daily Coffee with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Tuesday, January 14th, and we're glad that you're joining us. Um, we are doing live cafefes now on Mondays and Fridays, uh, if you if you guys haven't heard. Um, today's not a live one. And uh, Carter, how are you yes. doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Carrie. Uh, you know, everyone, we switched to different. So our old technology, she would have to, like, if she was going to do the intro, she would have to talk for a while first to make sure the camera automatically switched to her. But now we have the ability to force the camera where we want. And um, she still wants to, like, she used those times to tell me about what was going on in her life. So she still <laughs> does it. So uh, right, right before she up. says good morning, she, yeah, she just keeps, she gives me a little update about what's going on in her life. It's good. Um <laughs> But, um, Carrie, we should say formally thank you to and welcome to Jack, who is, it's a pseudonym, um, because Jack has a life and social justice warriors are everywhere and dangerous. So, um, but we do have someone helping us pro bono uh, on social media right now, predominantly focused on Facebook. You'll start to see some more posts. Uh, some of you have noticed there's some more interesting posts. Um, on Facebook, that's all Jack. So, and he he'll be actually responding to messages often as well. So, and you may see him break out of Facebook at some point, but right now he's focused on Facebook. So, um, and he's Carrie been doing and I a great job of like writing some interesting content for the Facebook page. Yeah, he is. And Carrie and I are really uh, thankful to him. You know who you are. We would say your real name, but uh, we don't want you to get fired and or lynched. So, welcome, Jack. Thank you. Um, and what everyone, uh, everyone who follows us on Facebook, why don't you say hi to Jack and, uh, he'll likely respond. So welcome Jack. Also, I, when I shared that news yesterday on the Facebook page, I went ahead and said, Hey, and if you would like to help us with something else, one thing we would like is for someone to help with editing. So if there's someone out there with that talent who wants to help just cut short clips from our videos, that would be sweet. Of course, we're not in a position to pay anyone, not even ourselves at the moment, but... Uh, not even our bills. Been... We can't even pay our bills. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really just if you have a passion for it and you want to help and you are ex- you would be excited to do that and, and you're t- good at it, then let us know. Speak at unsafespace.com. Yes. Um, and as always, please go to Subscribestar, um, support us there, and... Just like and share videos. Carrie, um, I want to talk about something that's, I think, kind of weird to talk about because it's a little bit old today. Um, well, that sentence wasn't great. Today, I wanted to talk about something that's kind of weird because it's a little bit old. It's not just old today. Um, there was this documentary that probably a lot of people have seen that I never saw that I just watched yesterday. My friend had told me to watch it, and I forgot, and so I finally watched it. Um, and it's called the Rocky Mountain Heist. Have you heard of this documentary? Uh, I think I've only because I think Nicole of the Mountain People told me about it. If that's what I'm thinking of, but probably. I haven't. Yeah. yeah, Nicole of the Mountain People would probably care about this. Um, and uh, it's a little bit older. It's I don't know five ten years old. It's somewhere around there, maybe five years old. Um, and it's about the takeover of Colorado by the Democrats and um, 
the transition of Colorado from a, a predominantly Republican state to a Democrat state. And before we even start, I, I want to explain why I'm interested in this, because I know that sounds like, hey, Colorado was taken over several years ago by Democrats. Who cares, right? Um, oh, I know why you're interested in it. Go well, ahead, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know. Um, first of all, I think, Carrie, an interesting thing has happened. If you think about how... If you just think about it in terms of Republican and Democrats, um, it might not be as exciting unless you realize that the Democratic Party is the vehicle through which social justice ideologues will take over. That's their vehicle. And so the the grand one of part of the grand strategy here um, is, you know, social justice ideas do not have broad appeal enough to just win generally on their own. They just don't thankfully. Um, but Democrats do. They're one of the major two parties. There's a lot of appeal. So um, the strategy is first to enable uh, basically the the long-term control of the Democrats. Um, so it's first to enable the Democrat Party. And not, a, lot of, a lot of people complain about that because a lot of people don't like Republicans, so they vilify Republicans. Not that I'm a Republican or think that Republicans shouldn't be vilified often. I, I get it, but they so they they preferentially go after the Democrats. They uh, or sorry, they support the Democrats. They do this on state and local levels, so they start to deploy this on a state by state basis. They they take over for the Democrats, and a lot of a lot of times it's maybe even relatively milquetoast Democrats. It's not necessarily radicals. But once they've got control, once the Democratic Party has control, it's much easier to then just take over the Democratic Party. That's very easy. Um, and that can be done actually while a lot of people aren't looking. In fact, the Democratic debates are tonight, and Carrie, you and I have spoken about this before. Just look on stage at the debates, you'll get to see all of the virtue signaling, social justice, intersectional language come out of the mouths of these politicians who weren't speaking it 10 years ago. Yeah, it's definitely changed. It didn't used to be you didn't used to hear them speaking the SJW ideology so overtly. It's 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 certainly become mainstream in the party. Yeah. This belief system. So much so that when people say anything out of line, they get scolded. Like after the 2016 election results when Bernie Sanders uh, said something about how we should be uh, pulling back from some of this identity politics stuff. He was lambasted and called a white supremacist. <laughs> right. Because, you know, Bernie's a white supremacist. Everyone right. knows. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, this what was interesting to me about this is um, not a lot of people outside of Colorado know about this. And I think actually a lot of people inside Colorado don't know about this either. Um, and everything has the patina of grassroots um, changes. And there are demographic changes in Colorado. And I, and from the people on the ground that I know in Colorado, they're saying there's more to come. And uh, some of them feel like it's still a battleground state. Some of them feel like it's already been taken over by crazy Californians, leftists, and it's lost. Um, I certainly, I think different areas of the state uh, feel differently, depending on where you live. But um, regardless, uh, let's just... Let's just take a quick look at Colorado. It was in the early, as of the early 2000s, it was overwhelmingly Republican and actually like independent Democrats. There weren't a lot of Democrats 
weren't a lot of people even registered as Democrats. I don't know if that's changed so much, but in terms of representatives, uh, both senators, both U.S. senators were, were Republican. Uh, the governor was Republican. Five out of the seven House members uh, in national uh, in, in Congress were, were Republican. Um, both houses of the state legislature were Republican. Um, almost all of the elected officials uh, in in the state were Republican, and that's basically flipped. Um, I think they have one Republican senator right now, but the Democrats Republican, the Democrats uh, control the state legislature. The Democrats have just walloped uh, Colorado. They've taken and the over governor Colorado. in the governorship. Yes. Uh, so um, so that's what's happened. And, you know, the question is, I, I think a lot of people look at this and say, well, um, it's the demographic shifts that have happened in Colorado. People from, you know, jerks from California like me are moving to Colorado and voting for leftist policies, and that's what's happened. And I'm sure there's some of that happening. We know that there's a concerted effort by um, leftists to import people of uh, from other states of the similar ideology to affect voting. We, we know that. Um, however... It's, hap- it's happening here in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, and this is why I think it's relevant. Even though it's this happened a little bit... Uh, ago in Colorado. What we're seeing is, um, so there's a, let me back up. So Colorado, um, in this documentary, they'll talk about the gang of four. There's actually also a book that was written called The Blueprint. I'm going to try and get um, one of the authors on so we can talk to the author at some point. Um, But this is about, it was about how they, what their strategy was for going in. And these are basically people with money and influence. very small number of people with money and influence who really want to influence the entire state and how they went about this. And this this has become a blueprint for how Democrats can go into other states and influence them. And obviously, Texas is a target. If you control Texas, that's a huge, huge deal um, nationally. But we've also seen the rise of things like the Justice Democrats, right? Senk uh, Unger. Is that how you pronounce it, Carrie? Do you know how to pronounce his name? I think it's Chank. Oh. Chank Unger. Chank Unger. Um, the Young Turks dude, um, he co-founded the Justice Democrats. They're on similarly uh, very unified strategy for going in and after a local elections and trying to win across the nation in local elections. Uh, they're responsible for the gang of, uh, not the gang of four, the, the squad, AOC. <laughs> the gang of Rashida. four. Well, gang of gang. four. Yeah, what? They are gang. Because. They are gang. They are gang. The reason I said gang of four is because that's actually the name of the four people in Colorado who uh, did this. That's oh. the the term that's used is the gang of four. But so you've got similar um, you've got similar uh, strategies being employed. I don't know if there's a relationship between the Justice Democrats and the original gang of four in Colorado that were doing this, but the template is is recognized and being rolled out across the country, and it's something that we should be aware of. And it's not even that complex. So. Let me just say who the people involved, the main, quote, gang of four were. Um, a guy named Rutt Bridges, he was, and by the way, this is, uh, it's shameful as a former, I guess I'm still an entrepreneur technically, but as a former tech entrepreneur, uh, it's shameful how many tech entrepreneurs are horrible, horrible people, and they should never make their billions. Anyway, Rutt Bridges, um, he made a bunch of money selling software for petroleum exploration, um, became a venture capitalist. And he's a Democratic politician in Colorado. So he's one of the people. Tim Gill was a software entrepreneur and uh, an LGBT activist. He also sold, he sold some software. And uh, he is the single largest living, sorry, single largest individual donor of the LGBT rights movement in U.S. history. 
He's wow. personally committed more than $422 million to them since the early 1990s. That's a lot. So, yeah, that's a lot. He's got a pocketbook. Um, Jared Polis, uh, he's the current governor, but uh, at the time he's just an entrepreneur, software entrepreneur, and you know worth, I don't know, 300-something something million dollars for selling software. He, I think he did the software... Um, what was it? Remember it was like blue cards or whatever. Remember that website, Carrie? Like no. blue blue mountain cards or something like that? No. No. Oh, was it a greeting card thing? Yeah, yeah. That was Yes, him. I do remember. Wait, so these are just all millionaire billionaires who Yes, except and... for the last one. They're all millionaires, okay. multimillionaires, except for the last one, Pat Stryker, who is a two point eight billion dollar heiress. She's she's oh. the billionaire. Uh, she's oh, the only oh. one who Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say there was one who wasn't no. a millionaire or a billionaire, <laughs> but you were just saying there's one who's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, there's only there's only one who's who's not worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and that's Pat Stryker, who's worth 2.8 billion. And she is she's the only one, from what I can tell, who is um, basically just like a trust fund baby. Uh, she hasn't done anything remarkable herself, except for have a bunch of money because uh, she inherited it. So um, anyway. That's the, that's the gang of four, and according to this book, here and and the documentary, I guess. But they, it was a very simple strategy that they did, and this is kind of what we should look for elsewhere. Um, they first uh, they realized because a lot of campaign finance reform, it was difficult to fund the Democratic Party um, for all these different local elections. That became very difficult to do because there's a lot of rules around funding. Pol- um, parties directly. So they built this huge network of nonprofit entities, lots of different nonprofit entities for different causes um, that could be very focused that people anywhere could give to. Um, then they raised a whole bunch of money from large donors for these entities across state lines, whatever. You can call up Michael Bloomberg and do this kind of stuff, right? In fact, we've seen this kind of thing play out. Um, if I recall, Carrie, wasn't Bloomberg partially responsible for some of the um, some of Virginia's most recent flips and some of the legislation so. there? That sounds familiar, yes. Yeah, I think it was Virginia. It might have been North Carolina or somewhere else, but I think it was Virginia that Bloomberg dumped some money into, right? So anyway, they raise lots of money. So they don't, no one really knows this. They don't say like, hey, we're, you know, these are a few, these are some billionaires coming in and taking over your state. They make it feel very grassroots because you've got all these different nonprofits, each with their own agenda, which seems kind of disconnected from everyone else. Um, seems kind of focused. Um, then they all kind of collaborate to develop like a, a nice consistent message topically. They seem to have no qualms about just outright lying about other candidates. There's examples in the video of um, there's this woman who is like, I forget, she was some local politician. And she's like, I'm making breakfast for my kids. And all of a sudden this ad about me comes on at uh, a television saying things that like I totally don't believe, but it says that I believe. And... And I'm wondering, first and of all, the, wait a minute, just let me clarify something because I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but it's the nonprofits running the ads, right? Yeah. So she's like, well, first of all, like, who has this kind of money? I'm just like, this is a small local race. Who is who's buying ads? And she's like, well, this is not I didn't say anything like this. Why are they? I think one of them was like, she wants kids to smoke. And she's like, what, what are they talking about? <laughs> it's just over. And, and actually, I think she was it's the one. A, it's just a video of kids smoking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, Carrie, I think she was the one that said, uh, 
She dismissed Ow. it at first because she was like, well, no one will believe this. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just the kids. <laughs> um, and, uh, and actually, another guy was saying like, oh, he was, he was basically like, I'm just a guy with like a, a wife and a dog. I don't have resources. And like, they're running television ads against me. They're spending lots of money to run these television ads against me. And he, I forget what his shtick was, but he was like interested in something boring. Like, I wanted to make more accessible parks. and what, Like, he had some you know, normie agenda for like making his community better and boom, $200,000 worth of television ads come like smear campaign against him or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crazy. Like, John Smith wants to improve the local parks. <laughs> right, right. Kids smoke in the local parks. John Smith. <laughs> yeah. Smoking. John Smith likes kids smoking. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but then the last thing that they did um, as a group of the kind of fourth thing, which, uh, according to the people who are describing this as kind of the most important thing is um, they had these different groups come together and they really put aside a lot of their differences. So you had um, the radical, now it would probably be the radical trans activists, but at the time it was the, the LGBT activists and, and the unions would come together and the environmentalists would come together and they would all kind of, and the teachers unions, right? And they would all say like, okay, we will... Um, we will put aside our differences in order to oust Republicans, right? That's the goal. We got to oust Republicans. So we're going to support your candidate, even if he's not our candidate, um, because your candidate has the better shot at winning or whatever. So they um, collaborated in order to really oust Republicans. And, you know, long story short on this whole thing, Carrie, is uh, it worked. It appeared very grassroots. It worked. And... Colorado, you know, of course, one of the first things they did when they got in was start to try and push gun control, which Coloradans hate. Um, Colorado was a, you know, open carry state, I believe. Um, it's like, it's not a, it's a gun state. Um, but this is what, this is what the strategy was. And, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about, because it's 2020, we got, we got the Trump election this year, so I think, and we have other elections that will be happening. People are going to be more mobilized to go out to vote because of the presidential election. That happens every every four years. Every time there's a presidential election, you get more people interested in voting. And um, we know that states like Texas are kind of using this, like people are using this model to attack states like Texas. We know the Justice Democrats um, are likely doing similar things. Um, across the country and other states we've seen in Virginia. And I actually think we've seen some stuff in North Carolina related to this. Um, and I oh. think this, go ahead. I mean, I used to live in North Carolina. That's another state that I think they've been targeting for a while. But yeah. yeah. And it's an odd one to me, right? Because I, I don't think of North Carolina as particularly leftist in general, like the population. It, yeah, but see, it's it's you get a hub. Okay, and then it's like a virus that spreads from that hub. So in Texas, that hub is Austin. And that's where the virus, that's ground zero, patient zero is in Austin. Right. <laughs> and then it spreads from there. And um, and the same, and I would say for North Carolina, it's the research triangle. It's where I went to school. It's uh, 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 Raleigh, Durham, uh, Chapel Hill, that area. Yeah, it's typically so, cities, right? I mean, yeah, and it's typ typically around a college, like uh, Austin, you know, UT Austin. You've got the research triangle. There were three different colleges in North Carolina. 
Um, and then it, you just start in that one hub and it, and it, then it branches out from there. And I'm, I, for anyone new to the channel who's listening, I mean, who doesn't know my story, I'm a lifelong Democrat up until, uh, this past, uh, the election of 2018, the, the midterm, that was the first time I voted for a Republican. And, um, and I still, I'm a liberal, but I'm not, I'm part of the walk away movement, which people may have heard of because my party has changed and my party has caught this virus that we're talking about that that carter's talking about that in my opinion now there are people on the right and there are people and i don't know just who come from different points of view who would disagree with me and say the left has always been like this in fact carter and i've had this discussion disagreement before it's just that it definitely whatever you think it's always been for speaking as someone who was in it um it, it definitely changed a couple years ago and it just thing it, it, I think the change started it started about five or six years ago but after the election it just ramped up and so Democrats aren't liberals anymore and most of my friends who vote Democrat are not voting for liberal principles anymore they're just voting for this old idea of what Democrats used to be what they think they used to be and um, and so that's what that's what I mean when I say it's a virus I don't simply mean, liberalism i'm not talking about liberalism i i I am a liberal i'm talking about this um authoritarianism this brand of we want to control what you can say and do and you know if you can have guns or not we we oppose the first and second amendment like that's not liberal that's the new democratic party though and so uh anyway yeah it's a virus it spreads and and it it, the, the i would say uh oh another place i'm sorry i'm just my mind's kind of rambling. I'm kind of jumping around now, but the other place in North Carolina, the other reason why Asheville, Asheville's like a little Austin. Oh yeah. Asheville yeah. is like that. Yeah. 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 You get well, you get well-meaning people, you get uh, liberal, open-minded people, artists, you get, uh, you know, gay and lesbian community, arts community, you get this, this kind of thing growing. And then it, and then uh, you get, and then you dupe, like I was duped you dupe these liberals into thinking that what they're supporting is still liberalism when it's actually something that's like cancerous and, and completely illiberal and it just spreads from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think even all the red States have always had like the blue dot. They all have like a blue city, the blue city. Well, that's where it starts guys. (laughs) Yeah. But the, the thing that's striking me, Carrie is, um, and I don't, I don't have a, conclusion about this but it made me think um i'm not a republican uh i can't stand republicans frankly uh however i'm looking at this going well i kind of need the republicans to be winning like i kind of want to be a republican because it kind of want to makes me it makes me want to fight like the democratic party is the vehicle for this and the only real strong protection against the Democratic Party is the crappy Republican Party. Now, think about it like the Democratic Party is the carrier. They've they've contracted the virus and they're carrying it. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, look, I mean, there's a lot I could, would change about the Republican Party. And maybe the Republican Party is ripe for change. And maybe there will be a huge change in the Republican Party and it will become a lot uh better in fact more classically liberal would be great with me right that's that's what i would like maybe that will become the party of free speech and uh you know individual rights i I don't know um but you know it 
as much as we don't talk about politics and we talk about culture, which I, I think is important, culture does drive politics. I, I still believe that. I look at this and I think, well, there is like, just tactically, there is reason to be paying attention to some of this politics because they are really, once they get their foothold in here and they, you know, one of the things they did carry, uh, which I didn't mention, but the documentary mentions is they um, they pushed for voter laws that made it much easier for people to um, show up at a particular district, as long as they were registered in the state already, I guess, show up at a particular district and say, well, I'm intending on moving here, and they would be handed a live ballot, right? So that allows them to like, because part of the problem with these, um, part of the problem with these uh, blue dots in a red area, right, is you've got a high concentration of of leftists, let's say, and they can affect their their local politics, but they can't really affect the state as much because there's all these other districts where around them that are that are red. And so what they do is they, they have plenty of votes to win in their district. They're never going to lose in their district. So if they can kind of export some votes uh, and take over a few of the surrounding districts and uh, upset the politics there, well, suddenly that has a, a huge effect for them at the state level. So um, that's what they've been doing. They've been passing uh, laws that allow them to kind of go in and uh, kind of show up and say, well, I intend to move here. Uh, I guess less documentation than normally. I, I was talking to a friend who said, actually, it's not everywhere that you can do that. There's some nuances, but according to this documentary, it's it's much easier to just go in and say, I intend to move here, and it allows you to kind of distribute votes. And this is something that, you know, you've seen the Democrats talk about a lot, like getting votes to these, the they target the areas where there's not a lot of people, so it's easy to swing votes, and they tend to be more uh, rural or red red areas where people are more, you know, uh, they're not they don't actually feel threatened that they're going to lose the election because they haven't been right. It's yeah. like well, everyone oh, I know yeah. supports gun rights or whatever, so of course Joe will win the election or whatever it is. But you know, you get in, you get enough people in, you run some ads, you mobilize the other side. Um, you're funded by Bloomberg or someone else on the or secretly or this you know this billionaire heiress. And um, and suddenly your little town that you think is your sanctuary, suddenly that little town is run by social justice warriors. Yeah, uh, you're making me think of something that just happened in the news in New York for anybody who's been following the New York news. Um, and, I, and I think it's especially this is a good example of how how corrupt the mainstream media, the legacy media has become. We talk about the Democratic Party has caught this virus. The media caught the virus first. The media had the virus before the party, in my opinion. The media oh, is... totally agree. Yeah. It was like academia, the media, you know, entertainment. It's all cultural in places first, and then the party caught it. But... but Because um, politicians are the tools, that's why. Yeah, they're the tools. The media had the virus first. So the media just, there was an, a couple of articles I saw that friends were sharing and pointing this out where it was like jur- journalists were reporting on this new law in New York that's going to give automatic voter registration to anybody who has a driver's license. So you don't have to register to vote. You just are registered if you have a driver's license. What's funny about these articles is they purposefully omitted the fact, they purposefully didn't mention the fact that they just passed a law before this one. They just passed a law at the end of last year that gave driver's license, driver licenses to illegal immigrants, to people who are not actually citizens. Yep. <laughs> so so they didn't put, it's like, 
here's an important fact that might be relevant that you should mention that you're just completely ignoring. And, and that's how they, that's how they, uh, that's how they spread their narrative and manipulate your mind guys. It's like, um, Hey, we're just doing this cool thing to make it easier for you. We're just going to make it so that if you have a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. Um, Meanwhile, we're not going to mention that uh, this automatically gives automatically registers all illegal immigrants to vote because they now can get driver a driver's license. That's a law that we passed right before this one. It's like they do it in two steps. It's like nobody's going to vote for this law. We can't do the law that says let's give let's register illegal immigrants to vote in our elections. People who came here illegally, let's register them to vote. Nobody that wouldn't be popular. What can we do instead? They should be able to drive, right? They need to be able to get to jobs. Oh, let's give them driver's licenses. And then, okay, now everybody that has a driver's license, let us they shouldn't have to register to vote separately. Let's just make it so they have automatic register. It's so nefarious. It's so dishonest, the way the media reports on it. And California already did this, and, and there have been reports that, the, of course, this is why you're seeing overwhelming voter fraud in California now, because California also did... California gave illegal immigrants the right to driver's licenses and the right to vote, and they passed this ballot harvesting thing. Have you heard about this? Uh, vaguely, but I don't remember. Tell me about the ballot, ballot harvesting, because the term rings a bell, but I don't remember what it is. Where they've uh, certain officials, I don't know how they decide who, but they can go and collect ballots and bring them in to be counted. You don't oh, even have to go yeah. to the polls. You don't yeah. even have to go to the poll. They can go and target whatever community, whatever demographic they want that they think is going to vote their way and go and collect the Here's your ballot. Illegal immigrants, please vote for the Democrat. And then <laughs> give us those ballots and we'll take them in and make sure they get counted. Democracy, guys. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy that people just go along with it because they don't they don't pay attention. And again, like so many things that we talk about, they sell it and the media sells it because again, the media had this virus first. The media sells it as something good that a good person would support, you know, yeah. and they try and play, they manipulate your empathy so that you're not really thinking about like, "Hey, is it a good idea to have people who are not the citizen citizens of a country voting for things in that country?" Like well, just to be like, clear, Carrie, I'm not totally sure about this because I know California, I know a lot of states have done uh, illegal immigrants can get driver's licenses. But my understanding was that the driver's license has a note on it that says, like, this is not for federal purposes, so it shouldn't work to vote. Now, that doesn't mean the person at the voting booth or that, you know, at the, you know, at the voting at the polls uh would know that so you probably well, can but I'm, well, I'm not i'm not totally sure uh, either. okay Maybe there's oh not if that. they're allowed to or not well either way it's happening because there was a, and i'll find the article but there was an article that i mean the dmv said they had they had registered a bunch of illegal immigrants to vote by mistake that was in 2018 yeah that's like part of the motor voter law i think where they, oh, okay. as you get a driver's license you automatically get registered to vote and so yeah. the dmv can make a mistake oops uh, all these people who we're giving driver's license to who can't vote, we just registered to vote. Um, yeah, but that's the point, the loophole. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know, and I don't know if these, like, the ones where you show up at the poll with your driver's license, I imagine that if you haven't, you also have driver's licenses available for undocumented 
uh, illegal immigrants, then uh, that should have some note on it that it's not federally valid and that the pollster should know, the person at the poll, working the poll should know this doesn't allow you to vote. But even if that's the case, my guess is nine times out of 10, the person doesn't really know anyway. And they just look at the ID and they're like, okay, I was told that driver's licenses work now. Uh, so they're not going to be educated on making sure which driver's licenses work and look for the words is my guess. I don't know. Did I tell you how easy it is? I think I mentioned this before, how easy it was here in Texas, how easy it is to vote from out of state. Like all you need to do is have a friend here who will vouch for you and say that you live at their house. Really? That's yeah. I mean, I, there's no utility bills or anything. No, I went in with my California ID because I'm lazy and haven't gotten the Texas one yet with my California address. And I was like, I mean, that's all I had to take in and say, well, I moved to have, I don't have my new, I don't have my new ID yet. Boom. Vote. Wow. Look, I mean, uh, like when I registered, I think I might've had to show them something, but oh, it was a piece of mail. So it was all, all I had to do. All you have to do from what I would call it was super easy was have a friend like, if I had wanted you to vote here, Carter, you could have just had some mail sent here. Well, I should vote there. I could probably make better difference voting there. I'm not going to change anything in California. <laughs> oh, no. This is, you're plotting voter fraud. On, I'm kidding. The, I'm kidding, everyone. Jeez. <laughs> you can't do uh, that. But, no, look, I mean, I'm – this maybe is a conversation for another day, but yeah. the whole um, – the whole worship of voting is uh, is pretty stupid. Um, more people voting isn't necessarily good. In fact, I don't. Well, first of all, aside from my distaste for democracy generally, um, <laughs> and well, I love when you say stuff like that. No, no, it's 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 rational. We are not. We're not even in a democracy. We're not supposed to be in a democracy. Like democracies do not protect individual rights. They don't. There's there's that's not what a democracy is. Like, we're in a constitutional republic. The idea of that is to protect individual rights, is to prevent idiots from voting away your rights. You don't want a democracy. Democracies are evil because the the majority just votes away the rights of the minority. It happens all the time. That's what a democracy is. So the idea that, like, we need to enfranchise voters, like, I don't... Frankly, if we were going to have a voting system, I like the idea of making it... Uh, I don't like the idea necessarily of like charging money or anything. Like those are like Jim Crow laws, polls tax. I'm not saying like that, but you know, making it hard to vote. Like you know, you actually have to care. You have to register like six months or a year in advance because you have to have be like you have to care. You have to like care. Get off your butt. You got to go in person. You get like having to care and having loopholes to like jump through that people have to deal with. Like I don't think that's bad. I don't want more idiots voting. I don't want rock the vote. I don't want so, potheads at, you know, concerts being registered by the Democratic Party, like, en masse, right? That's not what's... So, yeah. Go ahead. You're one of the people... Well, no, I was just going to say, a lot of times people... I heard somebody the other day say, when's the last time you changed your position about something by, you know, talking about it online or talking with a friend? The, the, the answer being most people were like, never, you know, because the state of dialogue and discussion that we have these days is is not conducive for, to most... Well, yeah, pointing at someone and yelling Nazi is not a good argument. That's the yeah, <laughs> but it's just not. Most of it isn't. People aren't trying to persuade. They're just trying to be right. Well, I will say this is an example of something that you have changed my mind on because when we first started talking about this, I was completely opposite to you, oh, and really? I felt yeah, I was like, of course you want more people to vote, and 
uh, you know, more people should be exercising the right to vote. And when I was uh, an SJW, I and I worked in entertainment. We used to have we used to work with uh, organizations to have them. A lot of these nonprofits you're talking about, which are just Trojan horses for a specific ideology, they pretend to be like they're not on in the pocket of one party, but they are. Um, we would have them at the shows, tabling, registering people to vote outside the show. Like that's what we did. Um, our our mutual friend, my former business partner, has a new mm-hmm. nonprofit uh, that she started. That um, when she started it, I was like, "This is so cool," and I still think it's cool that she's a person who's doing something that she believes in and she believes this is important. It's just that I, when she first started it, I, I also agreed that this was a good thing. And now I think that it's probably a bad thing, but the idea being it's a nonprofit to get more people, young people to vote. And the incentive being, they get Mm -hmm. to go to a free show, a free concert that night or something. But now I'm of the opinion that, yeah, you, you have swayed me that, uh, it's not necessarily, (laughs) The best idea. I mean, look at how people vote on Dancing with the Stars. They don't know how to pick winners. Right. Okay. Look at, I mean, go watch Idiocracy. <laughs> There's a, look, this is the other thing. I know we briefly touched on IQ, which pitched some people off the other day. Don't worry. We'll, we'll formally address the topic of IQ another time. But in the U.S., I, what the average IQ is 100, which means roughly 100, I think. Half the people are below 100 IQ. Like, there's not, you don't want everyone voting. You don't want them voting um, unless they're active and informed and like you, like you want the people who are thinking about the issues voting. Uh, ready, Carrie? I'll, I'll see if I can. Uh, I'll see if I can shock you with another one. I think if you take any money from any federal agency or government agency, though, everything from welfare through college loans through actually, if you're a defense contractor and you're you're actually your company is paid through the government, or if you're a government employee, all those people should be not allowed to vote. You lose your eligibility to vote if you are at all on the dole from the government in any way, because it's a conflict of interest. Oh, okay. My gut reaction is I don't agree with that, but I need to think about it some more now that you've pointed out the conflict of interest part. It's a huge conflict of interest. (laughs) I don't know. Let me think about it. A huge... Okay, I'll. Hey, I'm not gonna come hey, are you going to vote for the guy who wants to destroy your livelihood by cutting your agency or not having that war? No, you won't. All right, well, we'll leave this for another day. We'll let Carrie think about this one. Okay. <laughs> we'll let Carrie think about this. I'm to think about that. I want to throw it out there for you, though. Um, but Carrie, um, you brought up the media. There's one last thing I want to mention about Colorado because it just you just you reminded me when you were saying that the media in New York was not mentioning. Um, anything about like illegal immigrants getting driver's licenses first. Um, my One of my friends in Colorado was saying what's going on right now, and I, obviously I don't live in Colorado, but apparently what's going on right now is um, there is a, <laughs> it's just an example of the media not telling anyone any of this stuff. There is a, uh, there's a, I guess a rule in the Colorado constitution that says that you, that bills that are going to be um, presented and voted on need to be read aloud on the floor of the legislature, which, you know, that makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, I get it. especially a good one. Um, so the Democrats wanted to pass a bunch of laws because uh, they control the legislature right now. And uh, they didn't want to read them out. They didn't want to, they didn't want to do the stupid constitution thing. Who cares about the constitution when it's against you? Right. So they didn't want to have to read them out, probably because they were just too long and too many of them and complex, and they didn't want people to know. Them. So 
Uh, so what did they do to get around the law? They took some uh, text-to-voice software and had it automatically read the text out at like 10x speed or something that was totally like incomprehensible to a human. So it just sat there like that. Remember the Micro Machines commercials from the 80s? <laughs> do it. I need to see an impression. I, 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 can't do the, I can't do the Micro Machines commercials, but it was the guy that would do like, He would like talk really yeah. quickly and you could barely understand him. I'm sure it was worse than that. Uh, so they had the software read out the bills and the Republicans are now suing, saying like, this doesn't count. Like you violated the Constitution. You can't. Yeah. You can't just have this. It's got to be read aloud in a way that a person can hear it and understand yeah. it. Um, wow. How dishonest. Yeah. But guess what? What's the media saying about it, Carrie? Are they saying, hey, these dishonest Democrats trying to do this, go Republicans for suing them? What are they saying? I bet they're saying that the Republic, the dishonest Republicans are trying to uh, stall things and be uh, <laughs> litigious. And I'm sure they're painting that their efforts in a negative light. Of course, right? The, the, the Republicans are obstructionists. They're just trying to stop the Democrats from getting things done. We need to get things oh. done. Damn, Republicans never want to get anything done. Um, oh. So, you know, and then you've got someone with an IQ of 85 watching the news and voting. Yeah. This is why democracy sucks, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> okay, Carter. That's my uplifting message for the day. Are you going to call this episode Democracy Sucks? Oh, should we? Maybe we <laughs> I think should. you should. You'll get clicks. <laughs> Maybe we should call it Democracy Sucks. Jack is going to quit now. This will be his last day because he's going to be so pissed off by whatever I said. I don't know. Uh, you are... Did you notice we mentioned this? Nicole of the Mountain People posted a GIF. A GIF? A, G- a GIF of you as Dorothy B. Arthur. Dorothy from Golden Girls. <laughs> This is a very Dorothy ending to the episode. Democracy <laughs> <laughs> sucks. You know, Carrie, I have a small confession to make. What? Yesterday, I watched the pilot episode of Golden Girls just to know what the <laughs> hell you were talking about. <laughs> you guys, today's a, uh, it's a momentous day. <laughs> I had to. I'm like, I can't stand all this like Rose and Dorothy talk. I don't know what they're talking about. I need to go look at this. So I watched it. Um, and How like the mom, cool. isn't she the lady? One of them, the moms is like the lady from uh, Goodfellas. She's, isn't she the, she's, she's the Joe Pesci's mom from Goodfellas. She might have been. I'm not as familiar with Goodfellas. Oh. This is, uh, I'm just going to plug my friend's art since we're talking about the Golden Girls. Uh, my friend, lots of people have commented on this Golden Girls uh, drawing. My friend Julia Mann did this. She does... Uh, but she does ink too, but mostly she does. She's known for doing color pencil and she has some amazing, amazing work online. And this is an original that she did for me of the Golden Girls. But you guys, but you should go check her out on Instagram. It's Julia Mann, M-A-N-N. I'm just plugging my friend because you Is she going to want to be plugged by you? Is this association going to destroy her business? <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's a brave, courageous soul. I don't okay. think she's worried. Um, but speaking of somebody, one of the quickest, quick, 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 I don't know if you saw this, but one of our viewers took the time to find some out of context screenshot of me saying something on camera where my hand was doing this. 
Oh, I saw that. <laughs> talking, and it was me going, and da, 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 and but, and but they froze it where it looks like I'm just doing the okay sign. <laughs> it was like, oh no! <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> sure, Carrie. Sure, you're not a white supremacist. I get it. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's like peace. Oh, what does this mean? This has got to mean something. I was gonna say, you wait, know. does peace? Does this is this like something bad now? Is peace bad? I remember they tried, I remember 4chan tried to troll the media with that one too. They were saying it means two genders. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Two, two genders, two genders. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but that, that one didn't take off yet. It didn't work. Well, try, try again, 4chan. Uh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, this has been a good episode, Carrie, I think. It's been a, a weird one, but it's good. Yeah. And we name it you're, Democracy Sucks. So there you're, we go. You're a weird one. I know. I'm okay. weird. I'm comfortable with my weirdness. It's fine. Uh, so, all right. Anything, any last words, Carrie? No? Yeah, you guys go to unsafespace.com. If you want to join book club, we, our current book that we're reading is Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. We're going to be doing a discussion on February 2nd, and you can find information uh, in our Facebook book, book club group or uh, on the website. If it's not there, it will be there soon on the book club page. Um, and we, uh, hope you'll join us. And if you want to support the show, every little bit helps. So, uh, we have a subscribe star, go to subscribe star and just look for unsafe space and you can contribute a one-time tip, or you can be a person who gives us an amount per month and it could be whatever amount you want, even a dollar. So, um, thank you guys for watching. And for those of you who contribute already, we really appreciate it. And one of these days we'll be able to, what was the joke you made at the beginning? Um, I don't know. Well, I made a joke. I, uh, that was that's uncharacteristic. Can't. Uh, that's not uncharacteristic. Anyway, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. See you later. Wait. By by the way, with respect to book club, if you've emailed me saying give me the link for the February second book club meeting, and I haven't emailed you back, like if your name is Tamara, for example, uh, it's not because I'm ignoring you. We don't have the link yet, but I will send links out. So if you want to join it, uh, go ahead and send to uh, what is it? Speak at unsafespace.com and. When, when, when I have a link for it, I'll send it to you. So, All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. See you tomorrow.